3: It's not human
1: intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going
2: to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, February 10th. This is episode 320. I'm Dan Ellis, joined again via remote by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, yes. (laughs) And Mr. Taylor Grin. I'm here live. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I should have done that one. No. Nice. Yeah. So for for I'm sure most people in our listening audience have seen that video. Ryan sent it to me. I've been <laughs> offline or not – well, I've been online but not really on social media for a few days very much. A few minutes here and there, maybe while I'm taking a poop. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so it's just been – it sounds like all three of us have had a time over the past few days. Uh, it's been, it's been, been filled with some challenges. Uh, what's, what's new with you guys? Let's start with Mr. Duffy real quick. What's, what's, what's shaking in your world, man? I don't
1: know. Well, the, the best news I have is today I managed to order the glass to go into the top of the coffee table. That's the last piece I'm waiting on and it's
2: done. Nice motherfucking done is it is it just I'm, going to lay on top or have you made a place to like insert I, a, sh- a? it, it inserts into it which
1: yeah. i'm just fucking hoping all my math is fucking dead nuts on yeah so in that glass perfectly yeah nice considering considering the glass isn't very cheap yeah uh let's just say the entire thing to build material wise was about about $550. uh $220 if that's the glass. Oh wow. Wow. So, so it's uh, a little pricey. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, so I'm I'm excited to have that done. I'm probably going to move it inside the house. Uh give it some sweet lovin'. <laughs>
2: Nobody has see this, but yeah, nobody can see what you're doing
1: for an audio medium. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a mixture of urethane and wax on it for the finish. Uh huh. So I just kind of put a light layer of urethane to kind of go into the top layer of the wood and kind of harden up. I sand it and then I just keep wa- uh, pressing wax into it to give it a nice sealed uh, finish. Make it nice, little shiny. It doesn't look as plasticky. Yeah. So I find that when I use the wax versus just using like a poly or a urethane, uh, those make it shiny where the wax helps go in there and kind of give it more of a natural wood look, but it's also protected.
2: Nice. Yeah, it's looking really good. I'm excited to see the finished product.
1: Yeah, it's
2: me too. (laughs) Uh, Anything else going on? That's I almost I almost got another dog today by accident. Oh, you, the you, we that would be too many dogs for sure.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I I was walking Oz and Lulu, and a dog kept following me today. Oh yeah. So I told I got home, and of course I tell Sarah a dog was following me. I tried to look up, grab its collar to find out who its owner was, but Oz and Lulu didn't like me playing with the other dog. So of course, me and Sarah had to go for a walk around the neighborhood, and we couldn't find it. So hopefully, it found its way back home
2: hmm well good how about you mr grin um i got i got bad news
0: about a friend earlier this week um not not even really a friend they um like like kind of a father figure to me so that's been uh just depressing um yeah cancer sucks ass Um, yeah. i really fucking hate cancer um and I'm not going to talk about that much because um, he hasn't <laughs> talked about that much. But I've just been down for the last few days. Um,
3: and then sorry, in man, like better
0: news, I guess, I've applied for another master's program Um at the university that uh, Sandra is attending right now out in uh, Sweden. So hopefully I can get into this um, like global politics uh, program that they've got over there. Um, it's really focused on... like like I said, global politics as opposed to like local or national politics. And it's also oriented around social change. So what I'm hoping to do is research specifically how like different nationalist groups like uh, La Front National and, um, you know, the the uh, Fidesz party, uh, you know, Hungary, Poland, all those different groups. Uh, Turkey have been like working on nationalism together, which is paradoxical but increasingly the world has seen you know nationalist extremist groups kind of crossing oceans to talk to each other and and achieve their agendas so i'm hoping i can do more research in that field if i get accepted into this program so
2: well that'd be cool yeah i know that's that's kind of your bag You, you like you like researching the extremist groups
0: Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but it um it did, and it would be really nice to have some better credentials under my belt for it. So
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds cool. I will say, for a person who researches hate so much, you're not a very hateful person. Oh man, I (laughs) I don't know, man. After getting my bad
0: news this week, I realized that as far as Kubler Ross is concerned, I go straight to anger. Like I've been (laughs) mad for like 48 hours, just mad.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. It's, that's, that's yeah. no bueno. Um, I, I've got a friend of mine who, uh, her mother, actually, a lot of our listeners may know Tony, uh, Tony Netzler. Um, she's, she's, she's on the social media a lot and she's a, a friend of mine in real life here in Utah. And, um, her mother was diagnosed with stage four cancer like last week. And so Tony moved her into her home. And I think it was the day after she moved in that her mom passed away. So that's been rough. And then I've, I've just been tied up (laughs) with all kinds of shit (laughs) since we recorded last, um, uh, editing the last episode proved challenging because we've got some technical difficulties going on here in the studio that I still need to get sorted out. Uh, was planning to do that and then uh, took me a bit longer to edit the show. Sorry for everybody out there who was waiting for it. It was delayed a day or two maybe. I don't know. Time is, time is a blur right now. Um, and then over the weekend uh, following the Super Bowl, Tracy and I were, had settled downstairs to watch a show before going to bed and got a call late at night from uh, one of our daughters uh, or from our middle child. And uh, found she called in hysterics, and um, it it ended up that she and her fiancé are no longer a thing. Um, He got very angry, very drunk at a Super Bowl party, was asked to leave, threw a fit, went home, and destroyed their townhome and her car, and was arrested. And so... Tracy and I had to drive over to her place uh, really late Sunday. I don't think we got back home until I know, it was between 2 and 2.30 in the morning. Oh, shit. And uh, then, you know, our our middle child, Danica, came and stayed with us. And then Monday we spent all day having to move her out of her place. We basically we, we moved all of her stuff. Every, all of her stuff. We had to pack it all up move it, and then unload it at both, you know, uh, a family member's home who they just barely moved in the weekend before. (laughs) Uh, They're renting a new home and have an unfinished basement, so we were able to store a bunch of Danica's stuff over there. (laughs) What didn't get put over there came to our house, and Danica is now staying with us while... While she works on rebuilding her life and getting all that straightened out again, um, so we're not empty nesters anymore. It's nice to have her around. She's 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 a good kid. Um, but so it's so you don't rough. have your wood woodworking shop anymore in the garage. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never actually even got it all put together because it's just one thing after another, man. I just I don't. Yeah. There aren't enough hours in a, in a day. And, you know, couple that with tax or, or, yeah, tax filing season mm-hmm. being upon us and work being super busy. And then we having to take time off work to help deal with all of this, which is, I'm, I'm eternally grateful that I'm able to, uh, have a bit of a flexible schedule and be able to, you know, handle my family concerns first but the work that i do doesn't go away it just piles up and so the time taken off doesn't mean that any anybody else is doing my work it's just still there waiting for me and piling up with more work on top of it so i i worked uh most of the day today and part of the day yesterday and it, it it's just it's it's too much i'm i'm already doing the job of three fucking people <laughs> <laughs> And then all of this on top of it, I just, I just want to. I just want a couple of days where I do nothing. I just, I, I sometimes I feel like running away to the mountains.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just yeah.
2: building a little shelter <laughs> out of out of <laughs> sticks and brush, and then and just thinking and zenning and and being in a quiet place for a while. I did that for about five years.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: That's no, that's no, that's no joke. There was, there's probably about a good five, six years of my life where I spent every single day. I wasn't at the fire station in, in the mountains. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: That sounds delightful. Was, was this to just decompress? Was it spurred by anything? You just like being in the mountains? I think it, it was to decompress. I I
1: was probably a little depressed and just had to get away from everything. This was also right after I got out of the military and was still dealing with all that shit.
2: Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Well, right after I got out of my first tech school, I fucked off to the Pacific Northwest for like a month just with a camping bag and would go to different national parks. Yeah. Just chilled each place for a few days until I needed new, like, needed to wash my underwear and would go into town, do that in a laundromat, <laughs> and then go back out into the wild. Yeah.
2: Oh man. See, these are the things you can do when you don't have kids at an early age. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, you know, having Tracy and I both having kids at a young age is, you know, it it has its ups and downs. It's great that, you know, we're still fairly young and our our children are adults now and self-sufficient and, you know, we we were empty nesters for a few years and that was awesome and it's great to see our kids. It's nice that, you know, at at this point in our lives, we, you know, our, our, our kids are all self-sufficient and can take care of themselves and then we have some disposable income to go and do so, go and do stuff. The downsides of all of that is, of course, that, you know, we were young parents and so we're stupid and we fuck up a lot more than people who have kids at, at an older age. And you know, that, that translates into our kids having a less good life than they otherwise could have had had we waited. Um, You know, it, it, it meant that like I never finished my degree because I needed to start work to support a family and everything. And so that's, that's led to, uh, some missed career opportunities for me, but overall I'm doing pretty well. I think, uh, in that, in that regard, I, I just, I still want to go back to school eventually if I ever find time to do so. <laughs> it's just been a little difficult. And with all of that said and kind of out of the way, uh, you guys again, uh, allowed me to put the burden of, of, producing a lot of the content for tonight's show onto your shoulders. And so thank you both very, very much Yeah, uh, for, for preparing some stuff. And I am coming into this pretty much cold. Like I've, I've been, I, I communicated with you guys and you both graciously said, no problem. We'll pick up the slack. You know, when I found out uh, everything with Danica and having to deal with that, uh, you guys jumped on the ball and, and said you'd, you'd handle all of the stuff for the show. So I thank you very, very much and I'm excited to see what we're going to be talking about. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll all figure that out uh, when we get back from this short little break. Yeah, hopefully it's not shit. <laughs> I have faith in you. It'll be great. <laughs> this is Mithra, an author of the ABCs of Science and Mormonism, as well as I Should Start a Cult. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution.
0: Next up. Gorilla Enclosure Gorilla Enclosure Tragedy always brings the internet together And nothing was more tragic online than the Harambe incident Rest in peace Harambe Tear off God's dick and arms
2: (laughs) Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher And are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook And to all our Patreon patrons You make the show possible Well welcome back everybody uh so as I mentioned in the opening segment I don't know a whole lot about what you guys are prepared but I'm excited to talk about it and hear what you're hear what you're going to be telling us uh oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll turn it over to you Ryan what's up? Uh
1: well we're going to take you down a little rabbit hole of uh fuckery. Okay. Some people playing John John fuck fuck here.
2: John John fuck fuck I've That's never, my favorite saying. I've never heard that one before. Because uh, I, I made it up.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I use it in the fire station quite a bit. Okay. I've heard fuck fuck games, but I have not heard John John fuck fuck. <laughs> yep. That's what you do when people are fucking around. You're all playing John John fuck fuck, aren't you?
3: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> all right. Now that we got off to a happy mood, let's make y'all depressed. Oh, fun. So we're going to talk about uh, Khalif Browder who was arrested on May 15th, 2010 uh, on suspicion of stealing a backpack. And he was 17 years old. Uh, So on that date, police responded to a 911 call placed by Roberto uh, Batista. Batista. Yeah, like the actor or wrestler or fighter. Uh, He was a Mexican immigrant uh, and he had called about a theft of a backpack containing a camera, $700, a credit card, and an iPad touch. Uh, Batista said to the police that two black guys, they took my brother's backpack. Uh, Browder told the attending police officer, I didn't rob anyone. You can check my pockets. Uh, the police searched Browder, but they did not find anything. Uh, they didn't find the backpack, didn't find any of the belongings, uh, but Batista, who was sitting in the back seat of a police car, identified Browder and his friends as, as the thieves. Uh, he also said that the theft may have occurred two weeks earlier. Uh, that's because Batista's testimony of the date of the theft varied between interviews, as well as other aspects of his story. Initially, Batista implied that the robbery occurred on the night. Of the 911 call. But upon questioning by officers at the scene, he stated that the robbery had occurred two weeks prior. After also implied after questioning that someone had merely tried to rob him, it may not have succeeded. Furthermore, on the initial police report filed after the arrest, Batista indicated that the robbery had occurred on or about May 2nd. And this was May 15th. But Batista later told a uh, detective that it happened on May 8th. So his story is all over the place about the robbery of this backpack that may or may not have happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Browder asked the officers why he was being charged and said, I didn't do anything. A police officer told Browder that he'd be taken to the precinct. Uh, he'd likely be allowed to go home. So Browder and his friend were taken to the 48th Precinct police station where they were fingerprinted and kept in holding cells for a few hours. Uh, They were then taken to the Bronx County Criminal Justice Court where they were uh, processed at the uh, court central booking. Seventeen hours after the arrest, uh, the probation Browder, wait, wait. Uh, the following day, <laughs> I am skipping over my own lines. I'm trying to follow my own cursor. Oh, okay. The following, yeah. Uh, the following day, uh, Browder was charged with robbery, grand, grand larceny, and assault. Uh, because he was on probation, Browder was not released. At his arraignment, he was charged with second degree robbery, and bail was set at $3,000. The Bails bondmen. Uh, so the amount that the family would have had to pay was right around $900. But his family didn't have that money. They couldn't raise the money. They couldn't get him out of jail. Oh, I just put a little box there. So Broder had to stay in jail. Not just any jail, though. He was in Rikers Island. Yeah.
2: I've heard of that place.
1: Yeah, Rikers Island has not had the best reputation. Uh huh. That's like some real shit, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Very violent prison. Uh, a lot of gang orientation, uh, a lot of cops that aren't that great That, that there. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it would turn out that he would end up spending three years locked up there. And two years of that would be spent in solitary confinement. Oh, hell. Yeah, 17 years old. Um, the crazy thing is, on the legal side of it, so... It went back and forth a lot. At one point in 2010, no, 2011, he was given the option to plead guilty and leave jail right now. But he said, no, I didn't fucking do it. I'm not guilty of doing this. I, so he proclaimed his innocent, in- innocence the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until 2013 that they basically found that they, they couldn't prove that he did anything. Um, the guy who was accusing him, Batista, had went back to Me- Mexico, and they literally had no fucking case. So, hang on, I I just I I found this like
0: obscure legal thing here, um, that might be applicable to this. It's something called uh, the sixth amendment of the constitution <laughs> uh that guarantees people a right to a speedy trial that's yeah. weird i i've never heard of that before
1: yeah his his problem was he had a public defender to start off with Ooh, and the public defender basically said yeah you're guilty so he hmm. did not have good um uh, Good representation at all. He had shit for representation, which is why he spent so much time in there the entire time he was proclaiming his innocence. Um,
2: yeah, our legal news system is was kind of fucky. Well, more than kind oh, of yeah. fucky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Real fucky. Uh, but while in fights, uh, not only with other inmates, but he had the guards beat him. Um, he, I think on the list of things that were broken, he had his, his nose broken, his orbital bone broken.
2: Um, And that's just not good. So he so he gets locked up for something he never did because he has a public defender who's overworked and has cases piling up and they just try to burn through them as fast as they can. And while this poor kid is locked up, he gets the shit beat out of him like they crush his crush part of his skull. (laughs) Jesus.
1: Well, and also not to mention, he spent two of those three years in solitary confinement.
2: Jeez, yeah and that's really now, fucked up like that that fucks with people being in solitary oh yeah.
1: confinement you wonder how much it fucks with people mm. it fucks with people enough that on june 6 2015 he hung himself outside of his apartment at age 22 oh
2: jesus god damn
1: it yeah yeah he ended up he ended up committing suicide after this that's fucked. two years after two years after being released for something he didn't do he committed suicide wow now, in 2019, the family did end up getting a $3.3 million settlement because of all of this. Oh,
0: well, that's good. I'm sure they can use that to, like, resurrect uh, the resurrection kid. spell for their Re- son. Yeah. 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 He's
1: yeah. still dead. He still had to spend all that time in jail for something he didn't do. As a matter of fact, the guy that said he did it might not even know if it actually ever fucking happened. What The backpack may have been stolen, may not have. It may have been stolen on this night, may have been stolen on that night. They had zero evidence to prove he did it, besides Batista saying he did it. Let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse real quick. Okay. Because Kyle Rittenhouse was a 17-year-old kid who murdered two people. Uh huh. We all know that. It just happened not that fucking long ago. Uh-huh. He got Bailed out by a bunch of fucking right or right wing supremacist fucks. Mm-hmm. Proud boys mm-hmm. on a $2 million cash bond after murdering two people in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Hey, Dan, do you know where he is right now? He, he got bailed out and uh, there were. Well, so last
2: I heard, long. he had been partying with a bunch of proud boys. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the- he did that. And yep. The prosecuting attorneys asked the judge to change the rules of his uh, of his release, so that he cannot have any alcohol and can't associate with any white supremacist groups or people yeah, but while he, he's out.
1: Yeah, yeah, he kind of he kind of did that. He, he he did that just a little bit, which is why uh, the court's filed a motion. Um, but when they sent that motion to his house, he. Doesn't live there.
2: He doesn't live at his house?
1: No, apparently the house that he claimed he was at,
2: um, he's not. So like so well, he like he's a kid, right? He was living with his mom. Like, did she did they know so is he just uh, gone?
0: Defendant say
1: about that. Yeah. Well, uh, according to his attorney, the cops told them to lie about his address. What? Because in Wisconsin, if you're in court, your address and you're in the middle of a case like this, your address is public. So in order for him not to have to deal with the public scrutiny, um, they said just lie about his address. So
0: well, his, his lawyers are claiming that his lawyers are lie claiming about the address. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And according to his lawyers, it was the black cop who told them to lie. Oh, my
2: God. So. You're telling me that we have no fucking clue where Kyle Rittenhouse is right now. Well, so he was released, right? Yes. Um, or, or bailed out by about $2 million through like this GoFundMe or, or a collection that a bunch of fucking assholes contributed to, to get this kid out of jail and to include
0: the, my pillow guy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and then he's seen partying with, the Proud Boys and throwing up white supremacist hand signs. And so the prosecutors ask the judge to please don't let him do shit like this anymore. Tell him that he can't be drinking with white nationalists and white supremacists and doing these things anymore. And so was it, was it at that point that he filed whatever paperwork with whatever address or, or is this from, from before still?
1: So this is from before. So when he got bailed out, he would have given his address as to where he lived, where he was staying. Mm -hmm. uh, So the courts can get a hold of him. Mm
3: -hmm. But
1: uh, Kenosha detectives said that they went to the apartment Rittenhouse listed as his address. And a man said he had rented the apartment since December 15th and that Rittenhouse no longer lived there.
2: So, and and, okay, now I'm, so I'm starting to get even more angry about this than I was. So they gave a false address and they're saying that the police, so first how, how, so Rittenhouse's attorney is saying that the police told Rittenhouse to provide a false address, right? Yes. But that's their excuse. They gave an address of just some random innocent person like knowing well, apparently that the, a previous apartment a yeah.
1: previous a previous resident so they probably trying to come up with a fake address were like well we used to live here here's a previous address of ours
3: mm-hmm.
1: okay but so it's they where they do not reside anymore
2: well but so they they were told ostensibly that they should provide a false address because These may be public records, in which case people who don't like Kyle Rittenhouse may find Mm -hmm. this address and go to do him harm. So he gives a prior address, apparently with no concern whatsoever for the person who the innocent person who may be living at that address now. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh,
1: According to his attorney, Mark Richards. Uh, he said that Rittenhouse and his family have received death threats since the Kenosha shooting. So he said they moved into a safe house and deleted all their social and media accounts. Yeah. Wow. Yep. He said upon their release, he would not disclose the location of the safe house. So not only does the lawyer go along with this saying he's in a safe house, the fucking judge, the cops, nobody else knows where this
2: safe house is. So how do they serve any paperwork or take him into custody if necessary? I'm guessing they're going to have to relay all of that through his attorney. Um, I guess.
0: So his attorney has tried to argue in the last few days that they want to give the court the address of the safe house. So long as this kept under seal, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: which I suspect is a covering their ass measure at this point. Wow. And, um, yeah, so, so he was let out on bail in like December or whatever that was, um, in January, uh, there were photos of him at that bar, right. Mm -hmm. Which is, um, what led to the prosecutor saying, Hey, we want to, you know, change the release agreement so they can't do this shit anymore. And that's the paperwork that they were attempting to serve to the address that was on file. And that's when they realized that he doesn't fucking live there. Um, and so now there is a court appointment for this coming week, um, where theoretically he will be summoned to the court to, you know, say, Hey, like, where the fuck are you? Yeah. Um, and that puts him in a bind because if he shows up, uh, if he doesn't show up like manhunt time, right. Mm -hmm. If he does show up, they'll be able to say, all right, here's the fucking deal. See that bailiff over there. He ain't going to let you go until you give him a real address and we're going to like take you there. We're going to verify that that's
1: where you are. Well, because the the judge also wants to increase his bail by $200,000 and issue a warrant out for his arrest. But
2: they don't know his whereabouts. They don't know where the fuck he is. Well, like I said, I mean, you I, I would imagine that his attorney has a means of contacting him. And or could supply this information to the police or should be able to supply this information to the police. And you if he's would, unable would to so. do that, then they should just go like contact his attorney, say, OK, well, we're issuing a warrant for your client's arrest then. And, and if you that's don't tell it, us where he is, yeah. you're
1: held in contempt. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Because attorney client privilege doesn't cover the like current commitments of a crime to include
1: yeah. hiding a suspect
2: yeah no. yeah that's that's white privilege that allows you to do that
1: <laughs> wow and that's why i bring up both of these cases because that's all that is i mean he murdered two people on we watched it we saw it we saw him fucking do
2: it yeah yeah and there are a ton of videos out. of one that happened
1: while Khalif Browder, a 17-year-old kid, spends three years in Rikers Island for the suspicion of stealing a backpack with zero fucking evidence to prove he did it.
2: Holy shit.
0: For legal purposes, I will be the wet towel that says until he's convicted. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly.
1: <laughs> I'll be I'll be the I'll be the wet towel on that one. But well, I mean Yeah duh. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you saying allegedly with Khalif or with Rittenhouse? Uh with Rittenhouse. Like just, well, just for covering our Rittenhouse ass didn't allegedly kill somebody. We saw him kill him. But it's the context around it, I guess. Yeah, which we can talk about that, too, if yeah, you want. Absolutely. To because- I just know
0: that these yeah. people are litigious as fuck. So, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah, he is guilty of taking someone's life. It's the circumstances around that which are going to be litigated. Was he justified in killing the person or was he not justified in killing the person? And looking at some other cases that have come to the Supreme Court, um, I'm going to say no. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I wow. think
0: that he will be convicted of murder in both counts. Yeah. Just so that we don't the, get
3: sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. The biggest thing about it is he put himself in that situation, mm-hmm. and that makes all the difference in the world. Oh, absolutely. Yes.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, that made me not very happy. Do you guys have some happy stuff to, to end the show with? Well, well, we
1: got happy <laughs> stuff to like end, end the show with, unless you want me to talk about, I mean, we got a palate cleanser coming up.
0: Okay, well, let's, uh, let's take a break and uh, come back with that.
3: My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion. I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist. And Twitter, I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution.
1: We know the equations that the electrons that are responsible for for chemistry obey. And there's no ambiguity in these equations. They could always be wrong. It is always possible to say, well, we just don't know what is going on. That's fine. But what we have is the evidence of every experiment ever done telling us that these equations are correct. To overcome that, we would need very, very strong evidence. Just one experiment telling us how the soul is pushing around the chemicals in our brain, but we don't have that.
3: If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at
2: 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter at the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you!
0: And it's called... Bigfoot prints in the sand (laughs) (laughs) One night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with Bigfoot Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky In each scene I noticed footprints in the sand Sometimes there were two sets of footprints Other times only one This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life when I was suffering from anguish sorrow or defeat I could only see one set of footprints. So I asked Bigfoot, Why, when I needed you most, have you not been there for me? Bigfoot replied,
3: <laughs> The end. <laughs> I can-
2: I just I I can't. That just it fucking still slays me, man. Like years later that bit still fucking slays me. And it, it's <laughs> it's
1: even more depressing now. It's almost sad to listen to that now. Yeah. That Oklahoma is proposing a bigfoot hunting season. Oh no. I know. Why I would- mean Oklahoma's going to is allow gonna,
2: people to hunt Bigfoot?
1: Yeah. I mean <laughs> who else is gonna follow
2: you in the sand like that? So hairy guys need to stay <laughs> hairy naked guys need yes. to stay away from, from anywhere in Oklahoma or out in the woods if, anyway? If you are a hairy guy in Oklahoma, no more
1: nude sunbathing. <laughs> you are self. in trouble.
2: <laughs> this is are you being serious? This is a thing they're they're like they're oh. going to have Bigfoot season in Oklahoma? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm being fucking serious about this. Like duck season, wabbit season, Bigfoot season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so
1: a mythical ape-like creature that has captured the imagination of adventurers for decades has now become the target of a state lawmaker in Oklahoma. Republican House members has introduced a bill that would create a Bigfoot hunting season. Representative Justin Humphrey, of course, it'd be a Humphrey <laughs> that does this,
2: they're free. Might as well.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but
1: uh, his district includes some very heavily, heavily forested mountains. I'm not going to pronounce. Try to pronounce these mountains. Yeah, I'm not going to try to pronounce them. <laughs> okay. uh, but they're in southern Oklahoma, where Bigfoot has, where a Bigfoot festival is held every year near the Arkansas state border. He says issuing state hunting licenses and tags could help boost tourism. Sure. That's, that's that's the last thing you want is a bunch of drunk hicks with guns traipsing through the mounds trying to hunt a hairy fucking animal. It looks like a human.
2: And I mean, if they're, if they're like having to purchase tags, then I guess that would also, you know, throw some money into the state's coffers. But then like, what, what do they do? This is okay, I, I apparently so, I just need to hear the rest of the story because I'm just have more and more questions forming in my there, mind. Yeah, there there are some nuances to this. So, but
1: he says that establishing an actual hunting season and issuing a license for people who want to hunt Bigfoot will actually draw more people to their already beautiful parts of the state. Mhm. With Oklahoma Jeez. has beautiful parts. Well, that's where we get the nuances of this. Humphrey says his bill would only allow trapping. And that he also hopes to secure a $25,000 bounty if someone's able to trap a Bigfoot. So you're not supposed to go out there and kill him. It's more of like a, a catch and release type thing he wants to do. <laughs> or Bigfoot's at least
0: Bigfoot's supposed to be in like the Pacific Northwest. Like not Oklahoma.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they have them all over. There's like, well, there's like, and they're and they're they go by different terms depending on the area. I think in isn't yeah. isn't it in Oklahoma? There it's like the skunk ape or something like that. I can't. No, that's that is Florida. Oh, is it, is it Florida? Thank you for saying that. <laughs> You're
1: welcome. <laughs> Oh, God. But you know that not all crypto are created equal. Uh-huh. A Florida man has championed a law to protect the skunk ape, and he has failed twice for the protection of the skunk ape.
2: See, now, David. It's, uh, it sounds like we set yeah. that up, and I, I had no idea. <laughs> nope, you had no idea I had that sitting there. Okay.
1: <laughs> David Seeley, who says he encountered a Florida's version of Bigfoot, albeit one who seems to leave a trail of stink... Similar to that of rotten eggs, tried a couple of times to get a law passed to protect the creature. Everyone thought the law was a joke to shoot it down. "Said <laughs> Dan Ratiff of from Grift, what harm would it have done to pass a law like that?" Wait, did you say he's the from? Scumb- gr-
2: did you say he's from Grift? Grift. Oh, I was gonna say I think he's- that's the news outlet this guy is with. He's an actual grifter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought they had one of those at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> oh, ooh, that's a grifter. Yeah, that's the grifter in chief there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah, said,
1: "What harm would it do to pass a law like that?" It's a skunk ape. It 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 harms it harms no one. Yes, no doubt about it. The lesson here: be careful,
2: skunk ape, because you are not protected <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> oh, Florida ape man. So
1: there is a, one good news about Oklahoma. Uh okay. Uh Mike Holmes, who is a spokesman for the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife and Conservation, uh says that the agency uses a very science-driven research and they do not recognize Bigfoot. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So at least there's one person in Oklahoma who's like, yeah, he's not real.
2: Wait, they don't recognize Bigfoot? Like, maybe do they just need better pictures of him? Maybe less (laughs) grainy blurry. I just I just don't recognize this. I don't I don't I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: Mike Holmes said uh, as soon as we get one non grainy image of Bigfoot, we can uh, we can hunt them. So no clue whether or not this will pass or not uh but this isn't the first time this has come up
2: what hunting skunk apes in florida or passing laws around cryptids oh okay what's a cryptid uh it's uh like
1: cryptozoology or is any animal that is kind of like more mythological than real made up i shit guess like that
0: bigfoot nessie Chuikawa. bigfoot like a, yeah, a skinwalkers
2: <laughs> yeah animals that people believe in that have no base in reality okay Poas. so dragons and that kind of unicorns elves yeah. gnomes leprechauns bigfoot all of that kind of or, shit. like the fact that nessie is protected in scotland sure yeah well and I've, i i I don't does anybody actually believe in the Loch Ness monster anymore? Or or does everybody just accept that this is a tourist thing? Well, in two thousand one they passed
1: something where they said they would want to get the DNA of the Loch Ness monster. So if you catch the Loch Ness monster, all they want you to do is to collect a sample of the DNA from it before releasing it back into the water. Oh, and there are flat earthers. You know, there are people who believe
3: in
0: fucking (laughs) Nessie still.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) According to this, there's still an average of 10 sightings per year for the Loch Ness monster.
2: Oh my God. I just, just as a quick aside, I was unaware that so many people still, still think there's such a thing as like ghosts and poltergeists and oh yeah shit like that like i live i live in too much of a bubble sometimes and don't realize that there are a bunch of credulous dummies out there who just believe whatever nonsense they see on the internet the new york times publishes horoscopes every day
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: they're, man they're not
1: smart people either <laughs> i mean they do it for their Audience, sometimes I mean I like the New York Times, but yeah, yeah I'm sorry Dan that was very cancer of me.
3: <laughs> 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 Fuck, well, but, but but you hate
2: cancer. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> do Do you guys know who uh, who Champ is?
2: A uh, dog. No, uh, is I, I don't know. That's all I can think
1: of. Champ is the American version of the Loch Ness Monster.
2: Where's Champ? Oh, is it in, Art. like, like Lake Champlain? Is that where this is? Lake Champlain, yeah. between ah. New York and Vermont. Yes! <laughs> was, I'm, like, I'm throwing out some good guesses tonight, man. 500 oh, yeah. points, would you like to uh, buy another category?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, back in the 1980s, both states passed a law making it illegal to harm Champ in any way. Instead, both states uh, celebrate... I don't know if you can hear the dogs, but they're going crazy at something. <laughs> uh, both states celebrated the uh, serpent-like creature and even host a festival in its honor. The lesson here is: you can look, but do not touch.
2: Hmm. I wasn't aware that there's a supposed creature in Lake Champlain yep and you cannot fuck with them <laughs> Well and, and you know thankfully there's already bestiality laws I, I imagine anyway in like Oklahoma and Florida maybe not I don't know maybe maybe I mean, they just don't have those yet as long as it's not your cousin but uh <laughs> you probably also
1: won't want to fuck the Jersey devil so he doesn't have to worry about uh,
2: bestiality laws the Jersey like New Jersey. The New Jersey Devil. The, what happened to the uh, old Jersey Devil? Oh, well, he's in
1: New Jersey. Please call him the Jersey <laughs> Devil. There's no old. He's he's probably old as fuck. Okay, okay. But uh, in 1939, uh, the Devil was officially named the State Demon of New Jersey, and that's the only official state with a demon in its county.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder. I wondered if there were other states that have. Official demons, a state demons. <laughs> well, but I'm surprised Utah doesn't have
1: yeah. one. Yeah, the other crazy thing is the Philadelphia Zoo offered a ten thousand dollar reward for the creature to capture it, dead
2: or alive.
0: Sounds like the James Randi Foundation award to me.
2: Does Does Philly have something uh, against uh, New Jersey? Like we're going to come in there and steal your fucking your your cryptid? I well, I hope
1: not. I mean, it was, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, this picture is, it looks like a, what would I say? A camel with a long spiked neck, a horse's body and wings is the image they have here for the uh, Jersey devil. what in the damn hell with a spiked tail? (laughs) And it looks like it's wearing Crocs. Uh, What the hell
0: (laughs) That is the weirdest ass thing. yeah.
1: Yeah. It literally looks like it's wearing Crocs in the photo. I mean, I don't know how they that. This was probably from 1939. I don't know how they had Crocs in 1939. (laughs) We all know that that's the devil's footwear now. That is, man. Crocs are the devil's footwear. Drunk, yeah. But uh, you've heard of the Asian Bigfoot, haven't you? No. The The Yeti. The abominable snowman. Oh. So. In two thousand and one uh, in South Asia in uh, Bhutan, the government created a sanctuary forum providing more than two hundred and fifty square miles for it, and other
2: wildlife. Of course, if it 's invisible, how would you know it 's there because nobody 's <laughs> seen it well, Sagan runs uh, Carl Sagan runs through a whole bunch of tests that you can that you can try in uh, what was it the my favorite book of his, it's what made me realize that Demon I was an atheist. World. Yeah, Demon Haunted World. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. The invisible dragon in his garage mm-hmm. that you should be able to test for. You know, if it's fire-breathing dragon, I you should be say, able to test all these for, creatures. for heat. And then you can, you know, test for footprints, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And of course, well, all those arguments were shut down one after the other. But
1: but at least these things have the ability to do that if they are real. Mm. They, they are re- if they are real, they are real physical, non belevolent creatures that bleed.
3: Did you, unlike say- <laughs>
1: some other myths people believe? Did you say non-benevolent? Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, did I say that incorrectly? <laughs> yeah. <Totally>. I- <laughs> if you're laughing at me, I said it wrong. <laughs> yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what malevolent is
1: did you mean uh, it, do you- it doesn't it doesn't live in space and time it's a real <laughs> it's it's supposed to be real it's supposed to be walking near it doesn't live in some fucking cloud in the sky
2: so so i think you mispronounced the word malevolent and then yes, and I, yeah.
0: beneficent. And then <laughs> yes, <laughs>
2: beneficent. I combine those two words
1: together to make the most awesomest word in the universe. You're welcome. Fantastic. Thank
2: you so much. I didn't know that we had special guest George Bush. <laughs> oh, you are welcome. Oh. oh. Well, in these trying days, people have a hard time putting <laughs> food on their families. <laughs> i used yeah. to have i used to have a whole poster of bushisms it was just all of oh. the crazy shit that he said
1: <laughs> and i love that i mean it it i've said it before i would have a beer with bush but not with trump yeah
3: yeah mm-hmm. i mean
1: yeah bush did Fairly. a lot of things i thought weren't very good
2: and i did not agree with yeah he uh, he's still a piece of shit he just wasn't nearly as malignant, yeah yeah he was
0: he's also a piece of shit with charisma yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah,
2: like i've known
0: assholes who I still like come away from an evening having a beer with where I'm like that guy's a dick, but
2: I had a good time <laughs> I mean he's a charming the motherfucker <laughs> yeah I
1: mean when you see the the images of him uh handing Michelle Obama like fucking milk duds or whatever he was fucking handing her out that one thing where she just starts fucking laughing at him like mm-hmm. he's just a goofy guy <laughs> that probably shouldn't have been president but he a hapless he was, a hapless dupe yeah yeah uh, his brother probably would have done a better job actually mm-hmm. i think his brother would have done a better job
2: clap please <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my uh, that, uh, that, that's, my, that, that's, that's my cryptid story to uh, ease people's minds off of the racial disparities going on in this country. That was, that was the palate cleanser I came up with, something a little more lighthearted, something we can joke about.
2: Well, that'll fix in it all, these sure. times.
1: <laughs> it won't fix anything, but hopefully you got to get a giggle out after being pissed for a second.
2: Yes, I did for sure. Thank you. I definitely needed uh, a little bit of laughter for sure, so thank you. I appreciate yeah, that here, very you. much, uh, and thank you guys for putting this shit together. I I really really appreciate it more than you know. Oh, and I love how you accidentally stumbled right into the skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, that happens. I, I stumble into skunk apes all the time. Uh, <laughs> there was there was one I stumbled into on Monday night when I was moving st- stuff around. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. At least. I, I hear anyway that yeah, it smelled like there was a skunk ape in the area. <laughs> Full. But that's more of an inside joke for my family members who may be listening. <laughs> uh but uh so yeah. Uh that will do it for today's show. We we have a bit of a teaser for next week, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: do we wanna kinda talk about I'll let Taylor take this one. Okay. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so
0: me being like one note kind of guy. Uh, we were talking about the proud boys earlier pre-show, uh, with Kyle Rittenhouse doing his whole thing. And, um, Canada, uh, labeled the proud boys, a terrorist organization. Um, I want to say last week, and that is causing some financial issues for any of the proud boys who happen to live in Canada. Mm. Um, one of the things that people have complained about in the U S is that we don't really have any domestic terrorism laws. Um, so like the KKK are not listed as a terrorist group. Right. Um, and so next week, what I want to do is I want to get into the recent designation of the proud boys as a terrorist group. Um, I want to get into like what the consequences of that, that are for um, Canada. And I also want to talk about like freedom of speech versus violence and incitement. Um, you know, whether or not we can prosecute ideology as opposed to action Um, all that kind of jazz, um, as it relates to American law, of course, and why it may not be a good idea to have a domestic terror, um, like designation, if it were to be modeled after something like Canada, um, and maybe what would be some good policies, um, to try and tackle domestic extremism, uh, uh, terrorism in the U S while balancing, you know, speech and, and freedom of conscience. So that's what I want to talk about next week.
2: Yeah, I look forward to that, because, yeah, when I heard that they had designated the Proud Boys a, a terrorist organization, I was like, good, fuck those guys. But apparently there are also some drawbacks to that and some some problems that may arise. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm looking forward to talking about that. I think t- Taylor and I were talking yesterday. We we're talking about what we're going to do for today's show uh, and kind of go, going like just mentally through like, well, fuck, yeah, you can't do that. That. Infringes on this and that will infringe on that. And how do you legally get away with being able to do all this shit without infringing on people's rights? And yeah. it's kind of a tricky tightrope to walk.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Well, but, cool. Uh, let's
0: leave it at just a tease and uh, we'll give you the whole thing next week.
2: Fantastic. Thanks again, you guys. This has been fucking awesome. I appreciate you so, so much. I also appreciate our listeners and of those listeners, I appreciate our patreon patrons ever so much because they keep the show going they, they provide us with with cash money to keep paying for mm-hmm. our hosting and devices and all of that kind of shit so thank you very much to our patreon supporters i want to make sure that we thank them by name that would be alan firth christy Kalbach, steven andrus two skeptical chaps vanessa
0: don't be a richard holly olson john mccullough uh, Tiffany Hudson. <laughs> Sinead Duffy. <laughs> Miles away. I'm sorry.
3: Tiffany Hudson. Thank <laughs> you so much.
2: <laughs> Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. <laughs> Andrew Vodopich. Did I fuck up the order? Did I? I think, yeah. We probably we do it all the time. Do it live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Goodson. Let them
0: eat. cafefe. <laughs> Jeff Peterson. Corey Ebert. Megan Mitchell.
2: Freethinker215. Tim Jacobson.
0: Janet Uter.
2: Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin.
0: Uh, We need to change that for Sandra
3: at some point. (laughs) This feels weird.
0: (laughs) Uh, Purple
2: Dragon. Nico Gonzalez.
0: Chad Pryor. And Patreon customer service sucks donkey
2: balls. (laughs) Thank you all very, very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution where you can pledge as little as $1 per episode, and then you get fun things like the episode before everybody else. You get it early. You get extended outtakes sometimes. You get bonus episodes sometimes. Um, And some other fun things that we're trying to throw together for the future. I also want to say I have contacted Ollie to let him know that he won and I know that he sent me a message, but I've been so wrapped up with all of this other shit that I have not even been able to read his message or get anything to him yet. But (laughs) I'm hoping that in the next few days, I'll have some downtime where I can get that all taken care of and handle a bunch of other stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys again. And that's all for me. We'll see you. We'll, we'll chat with you or at you next week. Ooh,
0: I like chatting at people. I need dick enlargement pills.
2: God damn it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun. I
3: can just pull out little bits of stuff. Yoink, you son of a bitch. <laughs>